When productivity meets party with your girl, Party Perry, are you ready to turn, 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 turn up your happiness, turn up your success and everything in between. Learn how to have fun while getting all your stuff done. Grab the red solo cup and a pen because we are about to party. Hey, 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 hey. Have you ever wanted to start an OnlyFans? Is it really that lucrative that OnlyFans can pay your bills? Or maybe you could even do it full time. Do you want to do OnlyFans, but you're just stuck in the drama of what your friends and family will think? Well, today we are covering everything OnlyFans with the amazing Cacti. I have Cacti on the podcast today. She just left her corporate job to pursue OnlyFans full time. Let me just say, guys, it's a great time to be alive right now. Welcome to Productivity Meets Party. My name is Perry Richardson, aka Party Perry. I'm a business coach who specializes in online marketing, and I am so hype to be with you again. Let's get it. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, well, welcome. This podcast is all about turning up, turning up your happiness and turning up your success. So go ahead, grab a cup of coffee or maybe a bottle of wine. Choose your poison this episode. Choose your poison. I teach you how to have fun and getting all your stuff done because at the end of the day, we deserve to celebrate all the hard work that we put in life. So yes, if you're coming back for more, hello, hello, hello. Thank you for coming back again this week, supporting the podcast and just honestly being there for yourself and showing up, making self-improvement a way of life. Each week, I want to recognize one of my students. I'm a social media and business coach, and I want to celebrate one of my students on the podcast. I feel like as humans having a human brain, we typically think of the worst case scenario instead of looking at the bright side. We never look at our growth. We always see what we still need to build, but we still need to grow. We never look behind us and see the beautiful pathway that we made for ourselves. So my student shout out this this week is Jade. She finally reached her goal of hitting over 2,500 followers. When we first started, she had about 2,000 followers. And something that I do with all my students, I want them to be very clear on their goals and their intentions and where they really want to be at the end of our coaching package. So at the end of our coaching package, she said that she would love to have 2,500 followers. And she did that. She's actually at 2,525 followers currently right now. I had to check her um, statistics. I had to do it. And we still have a month left together. So she already hit her goal and our coaching sessions were not even finished. We are just getting started. So congratulations to Jade. Yes, let's go girl. Let's go. I'm so proud of you. Keep killing it. Keep rocking it. If you are loving the podcast, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Guys, a huge, this is my um, see a chug, send a chug moment right now. I have 51 reviews on the podcast. We have 51 reviews on the podcast. We reached our goal um, of hitting 50 podcast reviews by the end of this year, by the end of 2021. And currently right now, the time of recording we have 51 reviews. 
I just want to say thank you um, and just take a second and to really appreciate you and just your time that you've put listening to the podcast and the time that you took to write a review. Um, I recognize that and I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but yeah, if you're loving the podcast, please leave a five star review on Apple Podcasts. Share it on your story. Tag the podcast at Productivity Meets Party. You can tag your girl at Party Perry. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. That's the best way to get the podcast out is for you telling a homie macaroni. <laughs> so yeah, go ahead. Tell a friend. Follow the podcast on your preferred listening platform. Go ahead. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts if you can if you can i do have um, a couple of announcements i do have my free class going on right now it's today and tomorrow if you're listening to the time of recording it is the 20th and 21st so it's the 20th at 3 p.m pacific standard time and the 21st at 6 p.m pacific standard time teaching you three reasons why your instagram account isn't growing if you go to party perry p-a-r-t-y-p-e-r-r-y-y dot com you can go ahead and save your spot it's completely free it's the last time that i'm going to be hosting this class for moving on to bigger things i've been working on something special and i cannot wait to share it with you guys the next couple of weeks but i'm hanging up the social media of course and i'm so excited to be giving more value and creating more impact in other places in your life so yes go to that partyperry.com it is today 3 p.m pacific standard time and then the 21st tomorrow at 6 p.m pacific standard time before we get into the episode, I do have to share my see a chug, send a chug, and my party foul moment of the week. So my see a chug, send a chug is that we have over 51 reviews on the podcast. Let's get it. Ay. Let's get it. Ay. Let's get it. Ay. And then um, my party foul of the week is when I originally did my dates and time for my webinar. I was looking in the month of November. <laughs> so when I originally posted uh, my days and times um, on my website, they were um, wrong days and times. I was looking at the month of November. Um, I'm not sure if anyone really caught it. I just really, I looked at the website th yesterday and I was like, holy shit, these dates are wrong. These dates are wrong. So if you were, um, I did register. You should have got an email about the updated dates. But that's my party foul. Um, such an epic party foul. Like, sis, what you doing? But that's what you get when you rush and you don't really pay attention to things. So my party foul is rushing. Um, yeah, that's my party foul. I had to be honest with you guys about this. It's, you know, mistakes that you make as entrepreneurs that you learn from it. So I hope you learn from that party foul is double check. Make sure that you are looking in the month that you're currently trying to do shit in. All right, party squad, let's get into the episode. Thank you, Cacti, for coming on the podcast. I can't believe this year is almost over. 
But hey, I do love New Year's Eve because it's always a party. Check out Countdown in San Bernardino, California, December 31st and January 1st, hosted by Insomniac Events. It is in the NOS Event Center with heavy hitters like Tiesto, Nightmare, Afrojack, Major Laser, Kazo, Boogie T, Back to Back, Dirt Monkey, G. Jones, AC Slater. Hey, this lineup is pretty it's pretty lit. It's pretty lit. Head to the show notes right now to purchase tickets. You can also check out my website, partyperry.com, P-A-R-T-Y-P-E-R-R-Y-Y.com to see all the other show tickets I have for you. I have Beyond SoCal, March 25th and 26th in EDC, Las Vegas, May 20th, 21st and 22nd. It would mean so much if you use my links for festival season next year. Please support your girl and head to the show notes or my website to purchase your festival tickets right now. I hope to see you there and I can't wait to initiate you into the party squad. What's up, Party Squad? I have a very special guest today. I'm here with Sexy Cacti. I just love her content so much, and I had the pleasure to meet her at EDC Las Vegas. We actually went clubbing together, so it's great to have a guest that I've actually hung out in person. So welcome to the podcast. Hi, it's so good to be here. Thank you for coming on. So tell the audience who you are and what do you do? Yeah, of course. Um, I go by Sexy Cacti or Cutie Cacti on the internet. You can just call me Cacti, uh, but I'm a rave girl. I'm also a burner. I'm a huge nerd, and I'm also an OnlyFans model. Um, I started going to raves and festivals when I was a freshman at UC Santa Barbara, and I started posting my rave content on Instagram when I graduated in 2017, and things just kind of blew up from there. Um, I never really expected like Instagram to be this big of a part of my life or be something that I do full-time now but I don't have any regrets about it um, if anyone is scared of doing anything because people might judge you I think you should just do it um, I've met so many awesome people through the Instagram community and because of raving and everything so definitely something that I would recommend doing yeah, 100%. I never thought, you know, doing Instagram would become like a full-time thing. A lot of people were like, think I'm crazy. Even my family was like, okay, what are you doing? But it's opened up so many possibilities for me too. Yeah. And it's just like in the EDM scene in general, there's just such a community aspect of it. So I originally just started posting my rave content on Instagram because I wanted to make friends. None of my friends after college wanted to keep raving and now it's just yeah it's opened up so many opportunities and something yeah now I do OnlyFans full time which is just not something that I ever expected that I'd be doing but I don't have any complaints <laughs> yeah good and that's what we're talking about today is OnlyFans um, I've always just been so intrigued with it um, I know like a lot of my friends are like yeah like people, like my rent is paid for like I'm actually making a lot of money I'm like for real like that's a crazy so I want to really define like what is OnlyFans if no one's if someone doesn't know what it is. Yeah, I mean, essentially it's just another social media platform, but it allows creators to monetize their content because it's all behind a paywall. And so your fans can pay a monthly subscription rate to have access to everything that's on your feed, as well as have the opportunity to message with you personally. 
Um, OnlyFans definitely has the negative stigma attached to it that it's only for adult content creators and not safe for work content. But there's plenty of creators on the platform who aren't doing anything that is not safe for work. There are cosplayers, chefs, personal trainers, fitness models, podcasters. There are tons of people on there who are putting their content behind a a paywall for their fans or people who are interested. It's really just another avenue for people to get a closer look into a creator's life and whatever content that they are looking to offer or it could just be a way to you know support a creator that you've been following a long time and you're just curious about them want to get to know them Um, of course there is tons of um, not safe for work content on the site as well uh, but I think that there's a lot more on the platform than people realize and plenty of people run their pages completely different there's not like any one model to success on it Hmm, okay good to know I've also heard like there's so many different creators like chefs podcasters like there's so many other things going on besides you know adult content which I think that's what people automatically think about with OnlyFans but I think it is just a way for you to really to connect with your audience more and for them to get a glimpse at your life yeah exactly and I think that it obviously like has that negative connotation and that's why a lot of people are scared to make an OnlyFans, but in a lot of ways it sucks that people let that judgment affect them because there's a lot of money to be made on the platform compared to like Patreon. Um, Even if you don't want to do, you know, not safe for work content, there's just way more creators and users on the site. So there's just a lot more money to be made just in general because people are going on it a lot more. Um, Obviously, I know I do follow a podcast on Patreon and that seems to make a lot of sense the way that she uploads things. But in terms of like, if you're an individual creator and you're trying to connect with people, um, OnlyFans just has a lot more features and functionalities that you can do that. Hmm. What is the difference between Patreon and OnlyFans? Is there one? So I think that... In general, the fact that there are just way more features on OnlyFans is one of the biggest differences. Um, I personally haven't had my own Patreon. I've only subscribed to some podcasts on there. But I think that just the level of features that are on OnlyFans are pretty, like, they're very wide. They have, basically, it's like Twitter and Instagram and Twitch and Facebook Messenger, like, in one because you can do Hmm. you can do live streams that are paid or you could do free ones um so there's just so many different ways to connect with your audience it's almost overwhelming and sometimes uh, you could do a campaign um you could send out mass messages you could post on your story um they just have so much all wrapped (laughs) into one it's kind of a lot Uh, But I think that the fact that there are just so many more people on OnlyFans is one of the big competitive advantages. And also, I'm not sure if now there might be a messaging functionality on Patreon, but I did convince one of my friends to switch from Patreon to OnlyFans. And she was just, she was blown away by the features, but also she said there wasn't messaging and the messaging feature on OnlyFans, I think is really what makes it stand out and is why it blew up compared to these other fan-based websites because it's really gives fans a direct line of communication to a 
content creator. And because of this communication and having conversations with someone, it gives users a reason to log back into the platform on a continual basis and also continue checking the feed every day. Most people post on OnlyFans every day. A lot of people on Patreon I would hear would post like they drop a whole set once a week or once mm-hmm. a month or something like that and not on a regular cadence. But for subscription-based platforms, it's really important that people are continuing to engage in your product and that it's habit forming because if it's not habit forming and people aren't checking it frequently, then they're gonna forget about it and then realize that they should probably stop subscribing to it because they aren't using it month after month. And Mm -hmm. then it's just not as beneficial to the user as well. And so I think that that is one of the main benefits of OnlyFans over Patreon. Yes, it's interesting that Patreon doesn't have the messaging aspect. I feel like that's really important because you want to connect. I subscribe to one Patreon. Um, she's a social media coach and I subscribe to her Patreon. And I need to check if there's messaging, but she drops like a whole um, once a month. She'll just like drop all this, you know, tips and tricks and stuff. Yeah, and I they might have added the messaging feature now because this was back in 2020 in the winter time of 2020 where she switched and she was just yeah she was blown away by all the features she didn't know that any of these things existed the fact that you can send out a you can send out a mass pay-per-view message on OnlyFans which is something that I didn't realize when I joined on the platform but that's how most girls make the majority of their money honestly because you could have something that you want to sell um, and then basically it sends it out to everyone who's following you and then they can unlock it if they want to see it And so that's a really big revenue driver. Um, A lot of people think that, you know, they could tell how much money someone's making on OnlyFans based on the number of subscribers they have. And that is completely not true. You could have someone with a hundred subscribers who are hardcore fans and buy everything that that person sends out and they could send their stuff out for really expensive. You could have someone else who has a hundred thousand free subscribers and the free subscribers are cheap or don't actually care about this creator because they don't really know them. And, you know, the person with hundred subscribers who are like hundred true fans could be making way more money. Like, there's really no way to tell just from the number of subscribers. It's a lot more about like the quality also. And a lot of that has mm-hmm. to do with, you know, the creator and their brand that they've created and how well they, cre- they also connect with the fans through the messaging. Um, I know I took a break from messaging last winter. I was so busy with my corporate job. I just, I didn't have time to do it. And my income went down, it like halved basically. Oh, wow. Um, Because I wasn't, I wasn't sending out pay-per-view content. I didn't have time to make any, and I wasn't talking with anyone. I was just posting on my feed every day, which I think is more aligned with like what some people do on Patreon. Mm. Um, Yeah, there's just once you start messaging with people and they get to know you, they're way more interested in buying your content or just tipping you for, you know, the holidays or your birthday or or whatever. It's just, it really does depend on that like connection that you're building with your fans. Hundred mm-hmm. percent, I agree so much. Like numbers don't really mean anything. Like the like even on Instagram, creators can have like millions of followers, but their followers could just you know not really truly care about them as a creator and just, you know, just follow them to follow them. But you could be a creator with like 50 people, 100 people and then be like hardcore fans and support everything that you do for sure. 
yeah exactly and then when you get into the like if you're in a niche I think that really helps you with OnlyFans because it helps you mm-hmm. differentiate yourself from you know everyone else the space has gotten so compacted there's just so many people who are doing it and so if you have something that differentiates you from people you can charge more um that's one reason why like fetish content does really well on OnlyFans because people who are looking for that type of content maybe they can't even find it for free online and so they're willing to pay way more to get that from a specific person who offers that like some girls you know just sell feed pics and you really well doing that I also heard about some girl who is like a puppy girl and makes a lot of money doing that and it's super random and mm-hmm. you think like how could someone actually make a living doing that but it's because it's so niche um I think being in like the rave girl niche has helped me because so many of my subscribers are also ravers so I have a lot to talk to them about um about like festivals and in general they're just really cool yeah uh, compared to some <laughs> drivers, I feel like um and I have you know things in common with them so they want to subscribe to you over someone else who's just you know like another hot girl because there's there's tons of hot, hot girls on the internet so you kind of have to find out like what makes you different and you know you don't have to just be in one niche you can be in multiple niches and talk to people about your other interests as well it really is about like showing your personality too Mm, I love that you like the whole niche that's like so just true like I think every part of social media if it's Instagram Twitter YouTube Facebook whatever like you really need to define what content you're gonna put out and your target audience for sure that's interesting I'd even think that would translate to OnlyFans but good to know yeah, it, def- it definitely does. Um, I even was doing some sort of like market research recently. I was looking through Reddit and there is a subreddit and it's about people who are looking to find OnlyFans pages to follow. And some of them are so specific. One of them, the guy, he was like, I'm looking for a sorority college type girl to follow and another guy said that he wanted to follow a petite Asian girl who's goth and edgy. <laughs> you know, there's just, there's so many things in there. And like your looks obviously can be a, a huge part of your niche. Um, but yeah, also what you're interested in or what you do for a living. Um, the fact that I had like a corporate job, um, I definitely have something to, to connect with a lot of people on about that because I know a good amount about like finance and tech because of that. And so I can connect with people on that level as well. That's a little bit different than someone who um, is, you know, maybe like a college student, like they have something to maybe connect more with like that other guy who's specifically looking for a sorority girl. Maybe, you know, he has a thing for sorority girls. Mm-hmm. Wants to talk to them about school. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. What is your favorite feature on the app? Um, I definitely love the messaging. I am probably in the minority of creators who like loves chatting with my subscribers, but I love getting to know the people who follow me. I think I have a great fan base and I think that like probably 75% of the people who follow me on OnlyFans are either into the rave community, are burners, or they just like EDM, but they don't actually go to 
raves or music festivals. I have a good amount of European followers who hmm. really like house and techno. Um, so it's super cool. Like they'll tell me about new artists that I should listen to or festivals that I should check out in Europe. And I get to hear cool rave stories. I get to share some of mine. And so I think that is one thing that's really good about being in a niche is that I get to talk to people about something that I really enjoy. Um, I also really love to read books. And so I have a few subscribers that, you know, I talk to them about books and philosophy and like deeper, more intellectual conversations. Mm -hmm. And I just really enjoy that. I can able, I can have these conversations you know, with people who I would have never had before because they just follow me online. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty open about my life on my OnlyFans. I've definitely shared like some of the struggles I went through in the pandemic. Um, I kind of feel like during quarantine, um, I lived in San Francisco. I lived by myself. I was very isolated because San Francisco was on a crazy intense lockdown. And honestly, I feel like my OnlyFans subscribers were just as much of a benefit to me as I was to them. Like I was really happy to have someone just to talk to about life and like commiserate with. Um, and so it's definitely my favorite feature is just been able to get to know people on a deeper level, um, help people with their problems. I love giving advice. I have a psych background, so it's, always fun to try to like be a therapist for some people. <laughs> I definitely took some counseling classes in college. So something that I'm trained in to a certain degree, uh, being a OnlyFans model is so much more than just posting photos of yourself on your feed and then calling it a day. Um, it really is like a full-time job when it comes to messaging. You know, I could be online all day, every day and still have people messaging me and be having conversations with them. And so it really doesn't end. Like you have to find a way to be able to put it down. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you're always constantly promoting yourself as well on different social media platforms and trying to try out new platforms, see what works for you, see what you like, what you don't like, um, your, your own boss. So there's a lot of like time management that has to be involved with all of that as well. But ultimately I've had a really great time getting to know a lot of my subscribers. Um, and I've definitely learned a lot more about like my sexuality and also other people's sexualities too. And I'm a Scorpio, so I'm like very interested in all that. So it's just been really fun to just like get to know more about different people from different walks of life and people who follow me and are also in the rave scene and burner community. Yeah. Your birthday is coming up. When's your birthday or did it pass? Yeah, it was um, on the 4th. So on the 4th. Oh, happy belated yeah. birthday. <laughs> Thank you. <You're> welcome. <laughs> Um, so why did you start OnlyFans? What made you really want to get into it? And then when did you decide to take the leap and just do it full time? Yeah, so I started my OnlyFans in April. So at the very beginning of the pandemic, um, I'm someone who just loves to be really busy. My calendar is always full. I always have trips and festivals and social things that I'm doing. And so when San Francisco was on a very strict lockdown. I had an idea that we were not going to be getting out of it anytime soon. 
the gyms were closed. We weren't even supposed to go outside. Um, it was very dismal news. And mm -hmm. I just know that I needed something to pour my time and energy into. And I had also been looking at going back to school. I wanted to make a pretty drastic switch from what I had been doing in tech to doing something that was more technical. And so I needed to go back to school for that. And my friend who does YouTube, she was doing OnlyFans. She had just started and she was like, you should get on this platform. You would make a killing. And I honestly was just like, well, I'm bored and I don't really have anything else to do. And I would really like to have something that I could pour my time and energy into mm -hmm. or I'll go crazy. And so I got on OnlyFans. I didn't think much of it. Um, I figured, cool, this would be, a, a, you know, a good way that I could help save up some money to go back to school or do a coding boot camp or something like that. It would just be a good way for me to fund a career switch. And yeah, I had no idea that I was going to be able to do it full time. It definitely wasn't the intention when <laughs> I started doing it. Um, I should have quit my normal job a lot sooner, honestly. Um, I could fully support myself with OnlyFans from the first month. I was already making more than my corporate job. Oh, wow. But I didn't really think that it made a lot of sense to quit my corporate job because we were in a pandemic. And my job is that they were not going to let anyone go. Um, and also, I, I worked in ad tech and none of our clients had any advertising money because of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So my corporate job was really slow for the first like six months of the pandemic. And so it's pretty easy to manage with OnlyFans too. At that time, I would get my work done like pretty early. There wasn't a lot going on. We had all of our calls and meetings basically canceled because they're like, we can do this in an email yeah. Um, and so I would, I would finish work every day pretty soon, make content for OnlyFans, make TikToks, you know, I would, I would answer messages. It was really fun, honestly, like having both of them to keep me busy with, I was just working all the time and I never really took any breaks cause I just didn't really want to. <laughs> and then I got like completely burnt out of doing both of those, I was basically working like every waking minute of the day. Mm -hmm. um, and it wasn't very healthy. And Q4 did get really busy at my work because that was when my clients had saved up all their money to be spent for all their advertisements of the year. And I should have quit before the fall for sure. But I was like, I can do both totally. Um, and it was just way too much to do I my OnlyFans completely took a back burner obviously I couldn't make any content for it I couldn't do my messages I didn't have time to do anything else about my corporate job and I told them that I was looking to leave basically they were really surprised they were like we want to give you a promotion um mm -hmm. you know they were trying they gave me a lot of options to stay and it was, it kind of made it like a harder decision. It was like, wow, like, you know, like job security, they're offering me a promotion and like a higher 
salary than I would have gotten originally because now I'm like, no, I want to leave. And I didn't have anything to tell them that I was leaving for. Mm-hmm. And so they were like, this makes no sense. Like, why is she leaving? You know, what does she want? Um, they offered to help me. I told them I wanted to go back to school. They basically were like, well, do you want to do school and work? Like we could have you work less hours. They were really accommodating, like over the top. They were so nice. I had a really good relationship with my boss and my manager. So I made a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) I have no idea what they thought about me quitting. I really didn't give them any solid reason why. (laughs) I just told them I needed more time and... I don't think that working almost full time and going to school would make a lot of sense anyways. That just seems really difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I put in my two weeks um, at the end of December and I just knew that I needed more time to be able to do OnlyFans full time because of how drastically my income dropped when I was not keeping up with it or yeah. doing messages at all. Um, and I just like doing OnlyFans more anyways. And I... At the end of 2019, I was also trying to think about how I could work for myself. That's part of why I wanted to go back to, to school so I could learn more technical skills so that I could be someone who was able to work freelance full time. So it all just kind of made sense for me to quit and do it full time. Um, it didn't feel like too much of a risk because I knew that my job would take me back if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. but I'm really glad I quit. I wish I'd quit sooner, honestly, because then I probably wouldn't have been so burnt out by everything. <laughs> That's how I felt too, that I should have left my corporate job way longer. I just felt so burnt out. I was working and then working my nine to five and getting home and then coaching for three hours and still trying to take care of myself and still to, you know, be present in my relationships with my friends and my family and like my boyfriend I was just just over like everything like I didn't want to take care of myself I didn't want to hang out with my friends I was just I just need to sleep like I like I'm working and like I'm barely eating like I just need to sleep and really take care of myself I totally feel that I should have left my corporate job way sooner than what I did yeah yeah I definitely wasn't taking care of myself at all (laughs) I was just really happy to like throw myself into work and forget about like what was going on in the world and how just there's just always bad news every day in the pandemic Mm -hmm. and I was like well like work is going really well for me so everything's fine (laughs) Mm -hmm. but certainly yeah not healthy work-life balance by any means for sure how do you like get over the stigma of like even me like an Instagram model and OnlyFans I feel like a lot of my clients especially with like gray fashion and it's like we are kind of half naked, whatever. And they're like, well, I don't want my high school friends to know, or like my family to know. How do you kind of just like get over that hump and just be like, fuck it. Like, I'm just going to do it for me. Yeah. I think that I stopped caring what people thought about me a long time ago when I started posting my rave photos on Instagram at the end of college, that was definitely something that I thought of. And I was like, oh, like people from college are going to care. People from my hometown are going to care. I'm from a really small town. Everyone knows I do OnlyFans, I'm sure. Um, But I just knew that even just doing Instagram, like it opened so many doors for me and I met so many awesome people through doing it that anyone who has like a negative opinion of me doing it, it's just not even like pointless to think about because 
I'm able to like live life of my dreams right now. Um, I have a completely flexible job. You know, I could, I have, a, I have a lease in LA right now, but if I wanted to, I could up and move to Bali tomorrow. Right. And not many people can say that and can have like financial flexibility, um, have like financial security, but also have flexibility in their work. And I'm just really lucky to be able to, you know, live my best life and live it on my terms. And I think that like anyone else who is going to be judgmental of other people who are living lives differently than they are, like a lot of times they're probably just, you know, not entirely happy with where they're at in life and probably jealous that you're able to do something that like they wish they could do or something that they're too afraid of judgment to do um at the end of the day like we're just living on you know a floating rock in outer space and if you're gonna care what becky has to say about you and the way you live your life like you're just gonna miss out on a lot of life in my opinion Mm-hmm. Um, I, you could say the same thing about going to raves in general. There are some people yeah. who are like, oh, I don't want to go to raves or dress like that because people will judge me, but, or you could have the best time of your life and make new friends who are way cooler and non-judgmental <laughs> than your old friends. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's definitely hard when it comes to family. Um, I know, I feel like that's something that every girl I know who does only fans like struggles with to some extent. Um, I'm pretty lucky in the sense that like my family's pretty chill. They've always been really supportive of my Instagram. There's definitely been like hurdles for sure in terms of me doing OnlyFans, um, especially cause yeah, I'm from a small town. So that's something that parents are more likely to be like, oh, well, everyone knows. Yeah. But you know, like I was a high school valedictorian and now I do OnlyFans and that's a big shock to a lot of people. But I don't care because at least I left my hometown and I'm like having a way cooler life than like anyone from my hometown is. So you just kind of have to live your life on your own terms, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, I love that. Like, I feel like people are going to judge you either way. So you might as well be judged with something that you love to do. Yeah, exactly. And I I think that also um, a lot of people like to judge sex work because they think that it's like so easy and you took the easy way out and it's just easy money and it's also sad that some people think that it's like a last resort for a lot of girls that it's like the only thing that you know you had to do but you know I know a ton of girls who do OnlyFans and for some people it is like the only way that they would be able to make like this level of money right now but it's not to say that then you know they do OnlyFans realize that making a higher income is totally possible for them and then they get motivated and driven to go back to school or to become a real estate agent or start their own business um there's plenty of girls who then decide that you know they like having this level of lifestyle whatever that means to them and they want to continue that and they you know have the drive to do that then Whereas there are plenty of girls also who have a college degree or are doing OnlyFans to pay for their college degree or their Mm -hmm. grad school. And, you know, I had a corporate job that paid well and I liked and I quit it to do this. So it wasn't a last resort for me by any means. I'm much happier doing this 
And I think I would just be much happier working for myself doing anything in general. And I'm very like risk adverse. And so I think it would have been really hard for me without OnlyFans to quit the stability of my job, especially Mm -hmm. with like the trajectory I was on. It would have been a lot harder, like the more money you start making and, you know, with like stock options or things like that, it's, it's pretty hard to just up and quit that to go start your own business, right? It's like, oh, well, I'm already on this path. I've already, you know, put in this time to this career. Like I owe it to myself, you know, to continue it. Even if it's not something that you necessarily like, um, maybe if you don't hate it, right? I didn't hate my job by any means, um, but I knew it wasn't what I wanted to do long-term. And I just knew Mm -hmm. that there was something out there for me and I didn't know what, OnlyFans kind of fell in my lap in a lot of ways <laughs> in that mm-hmm. regard. I just told myself I wanted to work for myself doing something else. I didn't know what. And then boom, pandemic. <laughs> yeah, I think the pandemic, yeah, changed a lot of things for a lot of people. I was in the same boat. I got a promotion with my nine to five and just started coaching. And I was just like, I I never hated my job. I love my job. I love my coworkers. And I'm very thankful for my supervisor. They supervisors that gave me so much just knowledge and support, but just realizing like, I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. And I think it was really hard for me to even tell my family, like, you know, like working at a nine to five is really safe. You know, it's what everyone, we go to college, we find a good job then we work there until we retire, we're like in our sixties. And so it's hard to do the not normal thing to do for sure. Right. Yeah. I think with my family, um, I definitely have, I definitely have an advantage in the sense that both my parents have their own businesses and they're both very entrepreneurial. So I don't think it was much of a surprise to them that I wanted to work for myself. Mm -hmm. My dad basically has always been like, someday you'll want to work for yourself too. And I always told myself, no, I saw how hard you guys worked. I don't want that. I want the stability of a nine to five. Mm -hmm. I was always very content with having an office job. It did not it wasn't something that irked me to sit in an office every day. I was very content with that. I like structure. I like the structure of school a lot. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't ever something that I thought, you know, oh, I'm going to like want to work for myself really bad. Um, and it, you know, it was kind of a hard pill to swallow realizing that that just wasn't enough for me. And I think that OnlyFans obviously is a great way for me to, you know, start my next business. And I have that stability now with OnlyFans to be able to do something else. Um, and my mom was much more not okay with me doing OnlyFans and everything, but I kind of have to put it in perspective for her. And it's like, oh, like really, like you wouldn't do the same thing. You didn't yeah. want to work a corporate job either. Like you would have done the same thing as me. And, you know, sometimes it can be hard for them to see that because they can think, no, I wouldn't do that. But it's like, yes, you would. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I've always been interested in making an OnlyFans, but something that I struggle with is really determining like free content versus like paid premium content. How do you, I guess, decide the two? Yeah, so it's just 100% up to the creator and their way of structuring their OnlyFans page. I think that that's one of the things that is the most fascinating about this whole business and OnlyFans space is that just everyone runs their page a little bit differently. And there's just infinite amount of ways that you could structure it 
I would say that some people do on one end, they do like the freemium model where their page is completely free. There's no subscription. They make all their money off of the pay-per-views. And then there are people who, you know, they have a subscription and they don't sell any pay-per-views and they make all their money off of the subscription. And then there's everything in between, you know, there are people whose feed is just like an Instagram feed. And then in their pay-per-views, they sell nudes or they sell like strip teases or the people in the pay-per-views who sell, you know, porn, like people can sell whatever they want. There's also people who have porn on their feeds. Mm-hmm. Um, for people who don't do OnlyFans, for like the adult content side of things, um, there are people whose feed is just like an Instagram feed, basically. And then in their pay-per-views, you know, they sell a cooking demonstration or their workout routines for that week, um, or they have their workout routines just on the feed. And then in the DMs, maybe they sell like motivational talks. It's really up to the discretion of the person and how they want to structure it. I think that one really good way to figure out like what you want to do as a content creator is honestly just subscribe to a bunch of people's pages and see what they do and see what works for them. A lot of it depends on like your comfortability level because obviously if you don't want to sell anything more than like topless, you probably don't want to have free topless stuff on your feed because then it doesn't incentivize people to purchase it from you. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you don't want to make that explicit of content, it probably doesn't make sense to give away any contents like topless or like somewhat nude for free at all if you don't want to do that. But then there are girls who, there's a lot of girls on Twitter who on their Twitter, you know, they have explicit content because they probably sell porn on their twi- on their OnlyFans. Hmm. Um, it all kind of like works on levels, right? Like I had a lot of people asking me at first, like, well, why would I subscribe to your OnlyFans? Because your Instagram has pictures of you half naked anyways in rave clothes. So it really is just kind of like determining, you know, what you already wear on social media and then making your OnlyFans like one step more exclusive. There are also people who basically just make more content than what they already had on their Instagram on their OnlyFans. Like I personally, I have more like lingerie and like lewds content because I already am half naked on my Instagram with my rape clothes. But there are some girls who their feed is them in like bikinis because they don't have any bikini pictures on their Instagram. You know, it really just depends on what you're already doing, your level of comfort, what your boundaries are. Um, and I think that like boundaries are really important too. I think that that's a big thing that I see a lot of creators not necessarily abide by like they go in and they say that they're not going to sell any nudity or they're not going to do um anything explicit and then like right away they are because they see the money and Mm. it's kind of unfortunate because it's like you know there's always more money to make but you can never go back like you can't start if you're already selling one type of content you can't then go backwards necessarily and then like Mm -hmm. restructure everything like once the cat's out of the bag it's kind of out of the bag Mm, I like how you said that yeah like setting the boundaries for yourself and once you like you know create type a content that's like 100% exclusive you can't change your mind and be like you know what like let me go to like 70% you got to kind of I guess build your way up to it yeah and I think that um 
yeah, exactly. You kind of have to like build your way up to things. And I also think that like the slower you go with it, there's more money in it, honestly, because it's like people like being teased in a lot of ways. And so you can just build up to it. It's kind of the same thing with like coaching, right? Like when you have a free masterclass, you're not going to give all your best tips in it because then what would you sell in your coaching program? Yeah. Um, and so it's kind of the same basis of it. It's like you want to give teasers and things and then eventually, you know, up to whatever you want to do or however you want to structure that. If you want to make it like super exclusive and only sell certain things to certain people, like it's really all up to you. You can totally do that. Like you can create lists or groups on OnlyFans. So you really have like full control over like who is able to buy your content in that sense, which is one thing that I also really like about OnlyFans. I feel like it's way more ethical than like the traditional porn industry because, um, you know, you have like so many porn stars who are on there and they're actually making most of the revenue from this, not the not their agent and the website who's hosting it and and everything like that and then they can choose what they what content they want to make and what they don't want to do rather than you know being like coerced into doing something that maybe they weren't comfortable with doing because they're going to make an extra five hundred dollars mm. does only fans take a cut or do you have to pay like a yearly thing to them yeah they take 20 percent of everything you like never see that money basically it's like already taken out you can see your stats and then it, it mm-hmm. shows you but yeah, they take 20% out of everything for their like processing and everything, which I think is a, a pretty fair amount. That's like pretty standard. Um, some of the websites that are more like specifically for like adult content and porn, mm-hmm. um, some of them take like half, like camming sites I've heard can take like 40% or half oh, or something. Wow. So in that, in terms of that, they actually take like a pretty low percentage Mm -hmm. There's probably some knockoff site now that takes 10%. I'm not sure. I I assume that there probably would be because there was such a, you know, a burst of all these other sites that Mm -hmm. came into the space. How do you promote it just through Instagram? Um, You can really promote it through anything. I think social media is definitely the best way to do it. I mainly get most of my subs from Instagram for sure. Um, I also promote on Twitter. Twitter is a lot more accommodating to not say for work content. There are way more um, adult content creators who promote their stuff on Twitter and much more explicitly because obviously you can barely even post um, like pasties on Instagram without getting in trouble. And obviously you can't link to it or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, there are also a lot of people who they don't openly promote on TikTok, but they have a TikTok and then they have people link to other websites, but then, then they have their OnlyFans on it. Um, I would not recommend linking to your OnlyFans or mentioning your OnlyFans in the slightest on TikTok. You will get deleted um don't have it in your link tree either you'll they'll eventually find you and you'll get sniped it's just not worth it just link to your twitter or link to your instagram um also like reddit is a really good space for people especially if you have a niche thing about you um there are subreddits for literally everything and you can post yourself in these very niche subreddits 
um, based on what you look like or hobbies or interests or cosplay or having colored hair or being a light-skinned black girl. Like there are, are literally subreddits for everything. <laughs> um, so I think that that's a good space. I've also heard of people promoting their OnlyFans on dating apps. Uh, I haven't mm. personally done that, but there are people who promote on, yeah, Tinder and Bumble. Um, I'm assuming that they have you go to their social media and not tell you that they have an OnlyFans because you could probably get banned from there. I've also heard of girls promoting themselves on like Omegle or- <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> What's the other chat website? A chat roulette? Yes. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. And then obviously, if you already do like YouTube, that's a really good place. I think a lot of YouTubers do really well on OnlyFans because they already have a dedicated fan base. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even like I technically promote myself in person. Like people come up to me at raves and will like ask to follow me, and then they see. They're like, oh, you have an OnlyFans. And I'm like, yeah, I have an OnlyFans or mm-hmm. I have an OnlyFans beanie. So you can really hey. promote yourself anywhere. Um, even just like on Reddit. I mean, the most difficult thing is obviously to post yourself there. But even if you're just an active, engaged community member on Reddit and you're posting a lot in about whatever you're into and people click on your page and then they see you have an OnlyFans, you know, it's not a typical route of promoting yourself, but you're going to find subs who are interested in the same things as you in that regard. And then they'll be interested in subscribing to you probably or talking to you more. Um, I've also heard about people promoting themselves on like sugar dating websites. That was like a newer thing that I just (laughs) found in terms of the dating. It was like, I was looking up different ways and one of them was, yeah, dating sites. And they said that too. So there's like an infinite way to promote yourself for OnlyFans um and if you don't want it to be on your social media then you know you could do the other ones like Reddit or Twitter or like dating sites so technically you don't have to have it attached to the social media that your fam fam's family and friends might be on Mm -hmm. but obviously if you already have a following anywhere you're going to get a lot more subscribers like that yeah 100% I agree how do they pay you? Do you get paid like weekly, monthly? Like how do you get that cash out? You can um, withdraw your funds. I think every seven days or from after seven days, you can withdraw funds from that. But so basically you could take out money every day. It's just whenever you want to. And then it gets deposited into your bank account a few days later. Nice. That's good to know. When OnlyFans announced that they're going to stop like doing adult content. How did you feel about that when they did that announcement? I honestly was not surprised just because they don't ever talk about the adult content side of their website on their social media platforms at all. So it's pretty clear that they are trying to hide that portion of their website, um, even though it's obviously what they're the most known for. And so I think that it's, made a lot of sense that they were going to try to, you know, rebrand as like a Patreon or um, they also changed something in their terms of service at one point that basically said you would only be able to create an OnlyFans account if you already had a social media platform somewhere. So basically, if you wanted 
to get onto OnlyFans and you just wanted to start growing your OnlyFans right then, you wouldn't get accepted. Um, and so there's just been a number of things that make it seem like they want to be more brand friendly and that they want to have advertisements on the website or something like that. And uh, so getting rid of the pornographic content on the site obviously would make a lot of sense. Um, I kind of think it was a publicity stunt in a lot of ways, um, especially since it got retracted. I also don't think that they yeah. realized that the creators would jump ship so easily. Um, I mean, I have subscribers who actually left OnlyFans because they were like, I don't like the way that they treated you guys. So I'm moving platforms. Oh, wow. um, so it did kind of shake things up. I think there are some people too who switched permanently to other platforms, but personally, I just stayed on OnlyFans. It didn't really affect me. Hey, good. I'm glad it didn't affect you. And yeah, they they said that shit, and then real quick, they were like, "Never mind." So I wonder if it was kind of a publicity stunt that they did. It was really fast. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Any tips or any advice that you want to share to the audience about OnlyFans and just really how to get into it? Yeah, definitely. Um, I would say that the best way is really, you know, to show your personality on social media, like get on TikTok. That's an easier place to grow than on Instagram. Just don't be like hypersexual or talk about being an accountant or your OnlyFans, you know, just be a girl who is fun and flirty and is funny, uh, people will follow you and then they will find your OnlyFans through your other links. You don't have to go just the hyper-sexualized route. Um, That's part of why people are on OnlyFans, you know? They're kind of looking for like the girl that they worked with at the office or their brother or their friend's little sister or Mm -hmm. the person that like they already had some familiarity with right there's tons of free nudes and free porn on the internet so you really have to differentiate yourself and be different and like show your personality and don't just sell yourself as a sex object because yeah there's tons of that for free on the internet um if you go that route like you'll get more attention for sure on social media you'll probably grow your social media accounts quicker but you might get banned and ultimately you might not have people who are as interested in buying your content because they might be more interested in buying content from, you know, the girl who's like wholesome and sweet and they wouldn't expect that content to come from them. Um, I think that's a big reason why I've done well on the platform. A lot of people were just not expecting me to ever make an OnlyFans. I would also say, make sure you're not underselling yourself or undervaluing yourself. There's a whole wide range of prices that people um, make on OnlyFans for their content. You can certainly, if you have yourself branded and you have a following, you could definitely charge more for your content than I think what a lot of people do. You have to realize that, you know, OnlyFans is not a necessity. It's a something that people buy because they want to buy it. And if they have the funds to do so, a lot of them are willing to pay a premium to see a certain girl do certain things that they are interested in. If someone's interested in you, they'll pay a lot for it. Um, And so you can always do sales 
on your subscription or the content that you sell. This is just a form of price discrimination. It's a better way for you to capture more of the revenue because then you're able to target customers who are at different price points and have different budgets for this type of content. You can, you know, sell something for $50 and only have a handful of people buy it and then just discount it and then get more people buy it. Mm. Rather than if you just start out selling it at 10, you know, there are people who would have paid $50 for that. And you're missing out on that extra level of like the supply and demand chart. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can always do like bundle deals on your content too. Um, or just, you know, if someone says that like they really want to buy your content and they can't afford what your prices are, you know, you could be flexible with people. Like, you know, it doesn't mean that you have to be like a Nazi about your prices, especially if someone's nice to you, right? Like mm-hmm. I do deals for people who I like talking to, of course. Um, but, you know, it's all just about like supply and demand in a lot of ways. And ultimately, like as a content creator, you have the full, um, you have the full uh, control of the supply of your content, of how much you're making, and you can increase your demand for your content by promoting yourself on social media, making your OnlyFans more interesting or more fun for people to follow, having people feel like they're, you know, really getting a good value for their money. I kind of try to go for value over being cheap uh, because also like if you think about price psychology, if someone pays more for something, they value it more. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter necessarily if it's not worth a hundred times more. I mean, think about like designer things. Yes, the quality is better, but is it really X amount times more quality better than the other thing? Like not necessarily but people will value it higher because they spent more on it. Um, If you're pricing something is higher, less people are going to buy it, which means there's less chance of anyone leaking it also because Mm -hmm. people who are buying it are more invested as you, more invested in you as a creator. Um, But yeah, ultimately, like I try to focus more on providing a good value for people in general than just being like the cheapest girl on OnlyFans and just having content that anyone can easily buy because it's like some people only want to buy one of each type of content from you. It's just the name of the game. Like there's a lot of people on the site. It's highly competitive. So you just have to be okay with like there being a high level of churn of people always subscribing to you and leaving like there's just an ebb and flow like it's not realistic to expect that someone's going to be subscribed to you forever it's just not how it goes um and yeah don't expect that it's going to be easy money it's much easier in the beginning it just gets harder as you go on uh because you know you have to continually be getting new subscribers if you want to keep up the same level of income. So it does take being consistent and, you know, don't give up. I know a lot of people have actually quit OnlyFans recently because they're just like, it's too hard now. Um, There's not as much money in it. It is definitely harder now that people are back in the real world. Things have opened up. Um, So it just, you know, stay consistent, continue trying different medias of, different avenues of social media, see what works for you. Um, But don't, you know, 
try to be everywhere at once. Try to, you know, focus on like one or two social medias that you put most of your effort into. And it's just too hard to be everywhere and doing everything. So you kind of have to see like what works the best for you and how you want to model your page. Um, and then the other thing I will say is invest back into your business. Um, they say that, you know, you should be investing like 20% of the money that you make back into yourself or into promotions or advertising. Um, you could pay other OnlyFans models for promo. That's one way to get new subs. Anything like that, I think is like a good rule of thumb. And if you're not investing it back into your business, definitely invest it into the stock market. Um, I think that one issue with like girls starting to make like way more money than they used to on OnlyFans is like income creep, starting to spend way more money and mm. not necessarily saving as much of it. Um, I think that that's like, something that I've definitely noticed with a lot of girls it's like you know they go out and buy a nice new car or like um get a bunch of work done or anything like that and that's all great if it makes you happy just make sure that you're also saving for taxes and yep. that you have a good accountant um that you're investing your money um I'm not going to say that you can't do OnlyFans forever like there's a huge MILF category and you think that there's tons of things you could continue to do but you know just be smart about it it does get a lot harder the longer you do it I've been doing OnlyFans now for over a year and a half and I will say that I just have to work harder for less money than I used to partly because the space has gotten more competitive but partly mm -hmm. also because you know, everyone who's already followed me on Instagram for the past five years, like they probably know that I have an OnlyFans and they've probably subscribed at this point or not. Yeah. So, you know, at some point it's like, you really have to start getting on other social media channels and starting to exhaust those resources as well to try to build those platforms to get new people who are interested in you. Um, because yeah, even if you have people who've been subscribed to you since the very beginning, I have a good amount of people who've been following me since the beginning. I love them. They're great. They're super sweet, but they just don't buy as much of your content anymore because they've already bought so much of it. And that's just kind of the name of the game. People have short attention spans, so you have to find a way to capitalize on that attention span and monetize it as best as you can. So don't sell yourself short and make sure to, you know, show your personality on stuff as much as you can. That's my best advice <laughs> that I can give. Um, and there's like always things that you could be educating yourself on marketing and sales tactics and things like that. Like there's so much to learn. It's such an interesting job. It's always changing. Um, it's like you took social media and then you added psychology and then you added like sales and marketing into it and you put it all together and then you added like this layer of branding on top mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so much to like learn and try always trying to like innovate and like iterate on your strategy so I would definitely advise people to just continue like investing in themselves and in their business because it's, it's a really interesting space so don't quit yeah this has been such an amazing conversation. I've learned so much. I know my audience is going to eat this up. So where can everyone find you to connect with you more? Yeah, on Instagram, I'm at 
cutie cacti, C-U-C-T-I, C-A-C-T-I-I-I. I have three eyes. Um, and then on OnlyFans, I'm at sexy cacti, sexy with an I, cacti also with an I. That's the same thing with me on Twitter. Um, yeah, I also have like sexycacti.com and cutiecacti.com. I have all, all of the links on deck. <laughs> And then I will put everything in the show notes for everyone. It was so nice talking with you again. And thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I don't know about you, but I'm really thinking about starting OnlyFans after this episode. Thank you, Cacti, for coming on the podcast. Please follow her at Sexy Cacti and Cutie Cacti. I will put everything in the show notes. Don't forget that my free webinar is today. Three reasons why your Instagram account isn't growing. It is today at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and then tomorrow at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. If you enjoy the episode, please share it on your story. Tag the podcast at Productivity Meets Party. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts and make sure you follow so you never miss the episode. I also have some very exciting news. Guys, you can now rate this podcast on Spotify. Let's get it. So if you're listening to Spotify right now, go ahead and smash those five stars. Let's get it. Also, what if someone is waiting for you? waiting for you to inspire others to be their most authentic self, to teach others and to empower others that their past doesn't reflect their future. I'll be waiting for you next week. Same time, same place. Party squad, I love you so much. I hope you have an amazing week. Keep killing it. Keep grinding. Let's go. Party, party, party. party.